Bokatov. We are continuing Parashat Ekev. Yesterday we, we discussed the beautiful idea of the Veachata Vesavata Uverachta et Adonai Lwecha la Aratsatova Shirnatan Lach that you eat and you'll be satiated and then you will bless God. From here, this Pasuk we have the mitzvah Birkatamazon. But the emphasis here is that a person it's much easier for a person to have a connection with God when he's in need. Yes, but but the real mitzvah is to try to have that connection when you're full, right? <laughs> and now we're going to continue in the next aliyah. In the next aliyah, we discuss what happens when people become too full. I think, to be honest, that's going to be one of the themes of our parasha. The idea of wealth, of, of having too much and being too comfortable, how it can cause a person to lose their connection with Borei Olam. It's, it's going to be, and ultimately start doing Avodah Zarah. Okay, and and, and uh, as I promised, we have to, of course, understand the psychology behind Avodah Zarah a little bit more, and there's going to be more insight. We already explained the, the relationship between wealth and Avodah Zarah, how it causes a person to be too comfortable and forget God, and that leads to Avodah Zarah. So there's, there's a lot to it. Beginning of Aliyah Sheni. Wow, after all of that, yes. we, we only did one Aliyah. Yeah. But we shouldn't feel bad because it's the longest we've shown in the Torah. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, we, we, did it, we did a good amount. Be careful today, or, or be careful lest you forget Hashem your God by not keeping His mitzvot, His mishpatim, the chukim that I am commanding you today. Pen tochal v'savata, uvatim tovim tivne v'yashavta, lest you eat and you become full, and you build nice homes, and you dwell in them. Uvkarecha v'tzonecha yirbeyun, and your flock and your sheep will become many. Lechesef v'zahav yirbelach, and gold and silver you will have plenty of. V'chol asher lecha yirbe. And everything that you have will become plentiful. And then your heart will become haughty, and you will forget Hashem, your God, who takes you out of Egypt from the house of bondage. And by the way, this is why this is building off. As we said, the the speech is beautifully organic; it yes. flows it's very nice. So he was telling them you have to bless God after you eat, yes. and then he says, and if you do not bless God after you eat, and you forget God, let's see what happens. He walked you in the desert, the great and the fearsome, fearful desert, or fearsome desert. The snakes, serpents, and scorpions were there. And there was, and there was thirst that there was no water. He took water out from a flint rock for you. Who fed you man in the desert that your, that your fathers didn't know about. Who was your fathers referring to? Referring to predecessors, yes. meaning it's referring to anybody previous before, generation. Yes, 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 sure. There was no such thing as man go, before go, them. Going back to Abraham Abim. Yeah. And you will say in your heart, this is the most one of the most famous lines in Tanakh. And you will say in your heart, My strength my and the power of my hand caused me 
and, and created for me all of this wealth. Yeah, Such a stumbling block. Yeah. And you'll remember Hashem your God because He is the one who gives you strength to produce. Lasot Chayel means to, to succeed and to produce and to have monetary success. So that you could keep his covenant that he promised your forefathers this day. There's a lot here. The blessing of your forefathers and you have this wealth. Yes. No, don't think that it's yours. No, even more than that. Let, let's... Uh, Actually, it's a blessing of Hashem because he right, promised. Right, it's a blessing of our forefathers. Man, Laman Akim, sorry, it's that he will keep the, meaning the bless all these blessings giving to you is because he promised. Because he promised your forefathers. Exactly, promised your forefathers. And if you will forget Hashem your God and you will go after other gods and you will bow down to them, I promise you today. That you will surely be destroyed. And this, we had this similar pasuk before. We had in last week's parashat. Like the nations that God is destroying before you today, so will you be destroyed. As a result of you not listening to the voice of Hashem your God. It's interesting that the parasha raises, has the word ekev so many times. Because it's not a very common word. But within this one parasha, within this one speech, he says it many times. I, I know there was a rabbi who tried to... He looked at all the places in the Torah where the word ekev comes up and tried to find like a connection but, between yeah, them. I, I didn't, I, I didn't uh, follow his argument though. He, he, said, he said that the word comes up by Akedat um, Yitzchak. By which goes to show you that it's... Uh, our mitzvah, our, we're, we're reliant on the mitzvah, on of the, the promise of, of yeah, something like that. Um, there is a, here, let's uh, discuss Bokatov, Bokatov. Happiest Friday. Just because I came at 6.45 the other day, I 7.45, doesn't mean that that's when the <laughs> class starts. Reset, reset the time. Yeah. I didn't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm still with no power. Are you serious? So, uh, I added two more days. Okay, so we did. Uh, where is it? Here. Let's look a little bit at the thing we just read. You got to Shema Israel, that's it. Shema Israel, I mean, it's a different Shema Israel. Yeah, but yeah, very soon. Uh, the, again, uh, let's point out in Pasuk, in Pasuk uh, 16, he says, this one he says it more explicitly you know we were talking about how our difficulties in life are for our own growth this is the maybe the most explicit of the psukim yeah, because of the man he gave you the man that for your, your forefathers don't know to make you suffer so that it will be better for you in the end and what would be the growth that they developed from the man again it's the ability to live with uncertainty it's a, it's a very very big quality people they lose their minds by the way do, do you know what OCD Especially is for food there is a joke. Yeah, it's I not don't a know joke. if I'm gonna eat tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine forty years, forty can years of that question. Not only I, cannot, I don't have the money, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't have it in my refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. You know this, what what you were talked about yesterday. That, I mean today also, made me think, changed, and it, it, the whole day about um, the concept of maybe this is what molded the new, the fabric of the Jewish people th- for for the rest of history. For Am Israel. For, for for when they enter Israel. Yeah, but even even throughout like history, why are we a nation of 
of such blind uh, belief or like and we're uh, able to commit even when we have questions yeah. it's a it's a brilliant thing now the the ability to live with uncertainty it's not a ju- it's not like there's a, there's a lot about it the the concept of ocd i actually know like uh, clinically I, I i've read a book about what ocd is and what people with ocd do is the following they, they do something that's called the ritualizing where they take let's say that they have ocd with cleanliness which a lot of people have they have cleanliness of hands so they'll go and they'll stand by the sink and they'll wash their hands okay but then once they're about to walk away from the sink they're not sure if they cleaned enough they're scared there's still something there so they'll go back to, to the sink and continue washing and continue washing and continue washing. And then people with OCD, they develop very dry skin. They sometimes start to cut themselves whenever, by washing too much because they go to an extreme with an inability to live with uncertainty. Now, I'm showing you the, the psychological extreme because it, it shows you that this is a real, a real issue in mankind, meaning we may not have OCD, but we all have some limited inability some yes. limited level of not being able to live with uncertainty that's sure. a very it's a human problem you, you see it manifest itself in an extreme way in this clinical condition the psychological condition of ocd but it's a problem that that human being that we human beings all have it's that living with uncertainty is right not now, very easy right now with this, and we have it right now today. yeah exactly right now all of us in terms of parnasa we're all we're all just don't know if if uh, the the standards of life that we've had for the past 20 years will be able to be maintained huge amount of uncertainty yes you know, and then you're expected to still give tzedakah, you're yes. expected to, to still uh, to provide for your family, you know, and you know, half the people that are, that are probably relying on you don't really understand, they can't really comprehend how much worse the business has become, so they, their expectations, so, so there's a lot of uncertainty, and the ability to live with uncertainty is a quality that's not very easily achievable. Right, and that's what again. That's what the, these sukim are stressing. So maybe the the good that comes out of the suffering they had in the desert is that they now become stronger people emotionally. They Always. become stronger as as individuals. Moshe explicitly says this this time. Always. Right. This time it's explicitly explicitly said, which is fascinating. So it will be good for you at the end. Now another thing. The famous pasuk. My strength. And the, the power of my hand brought me all this wealth. Yes, this yes. is the pasuk. Aye. The pasuk Aye. is famous. Ego. The oh, pasuk oh, is oh, famous oh, because it hits on such an important point about the fact that when we have too much, when we become too wealthy, we all of a sudden start to think it all, it's all ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we, we start to see ourselves as the, the arbiters of our own fate, the people who have all... That's one of the good things about coronavirus, by the way, is that we all realize that Borei Olam could take everything away from us in, in one minute. Yes. You know, within one week, the whole real estate business was very, very quiet. Everybody. Everybody became humbled. From humbled me. everybody. Now, I want, I want to show you the progression. It says, There's a focus on the ego. And then it says, remember your God instead. And then it says, if you forget Hashem, your God, you're going to start doing Abu Dazara. So I want to point out to you the relationship. Now, this is the second relationship. We said money is a relationship to Abu Dazara. To other gods. I explained that money is a source of causes of Abu because it causes a person to develop, develop uh, kind of a, a, a sense of certainty and a sense of, of not needing God. Now, the relationship between the ego and the Abu Dazara, which is, well, if you look at the Psukim, you'll see the progression, right? My strength and the strength of my hand made me this money. And then, lest you forget God and you start doing Abu Dazara. So there's clearly a relationship. What's the idea? 
and this is something extremely, extremely deep about Abu Zarah that people don't understand. When a person is doing Abu Zarah, who is he worshipping? It's a big question. When a person is doing Abu Zarah, who is he worshipping? No. Himself. He's worshipping himself. When a person is doing Abu Zarah, he's worshipping himself. What? Let me explain. Let me explain this. Let me explain the dynamics. It's this, if you understand this point about Abu Zarah, then you understand a very, very, very deep secret in our, of our Torah, and you could start to then probably understand where Abu Zarah is found today. So let's let's explore Abu Zarah. You go and you have multiple gods. Okay. So what the problem with Yadut is we have one God. So you have a, we have one standard. We have one standard of law of of halakha, of moral of a moral code, objective morality. If you decide all of a sudden that there are many gods, or you could change your gods based on your whim, then what do you think you're going to do? To your own, everything to your own liking. Exactly. Whatever you, like. you, whatever it is, everything is to your own liking. Or your comfort. And, and what will happen? One Kumar comes to you and he says, I have this new Abu Zarah. What is he going to pitch? What's his pitch going to be? His pitch is going to be, this Abu Zarah is going to give you everything you ever asked for it, and it will allow you to have complete freedom in all of your, your sexual desires and complete freedom to steal and to do whatever you want. And then that guy's, that Kumar's Abu Zarah will become the next popular thing. And by having multiple sources of morality and multiple sources of Abu Zarah and multiple codes and multiple, at the end of the day, what is the thing that becomes the most dominant? The will of the individual. He, at the end of the day, gets to decide what he wants to do he exactly that's why by the way the idea of one god is such a is such a it's such a brilliant concept because by having one god it forces us to not worship ourselves any if you have no god then what are you going to do you're going to worship yourself right you're just going to do whatever you want because there's no who's telling you what to do right so if you have no god you worship yourself if you have two gods you worship yourself again because there's no objective standard so the idea of one God, people think that what, between, between zero and two are much more similar than zero, one, or one and two. Uh-huh. That's why it's so important to us that we have one God, that we express and, and, and we uh, enforce on, that idea. We depend just on Him. That's right, so, so, so Abu zero, Zarah... Zero and two are the same. Yes. Zero and two are the same. Yes, because you're, zero, zero and two, you're still the one who decides. Exactly. But one, you're not anymore the one who decides. Exactly. It's only Hashem decides. Because there's, one, there's only one law, meaning it's unchanging. Yeah. I think zero and, is worse And if worse I'm not in the two. mood, and if I'm, I think they're both the same. I yeah. think they're both just as bad. Now, another thing that's very interesting, you'll see that in Abu Zarah societies, there was a lot of sexual perversion. Why is that? Because if the idea is to give a person whatever he wants, then of course one of the deepest, darkest desires of the human being is, is, sex. Sexu- is, is sex. So you'll see all of the Avodah Zarah, they always were tied. They always had a lot of sexual acts. This explains the, Mitzrayim. The service of, uh, you, I'll, let me hear in a second, but the service of the Avodah Zarah always included sex acts. Why is that? Because they're, they're doing, they, it, it's, it's worship of the self. It's just doing whatever a person wants. So... The problem is that when a person becomes, develops an ego and he starts to see himself as not needing Hashem, then he starts to say, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Mm. And Abu Dazara is the greatest outlet for that. Now, what are you going to say about Mitzrayim? They were their biggest uh, thing to avoid were, were sexual... Yeah, of course. Uh, the sexual perversions don't... Perversion. don't the, when the Torah tells us not to do the sexual perversions, it says don't do the Torah Mitzrayim. Yeah. Right, they had a lot of sexual perversions. Also, whenever um, uh, the Romans did, uh, all of these, they all they all had, they all had. No difference. 
all had. So that was basically because they were worshiping multi gods. So it was just a natural. It's a, it's a free for all. Whenever there's, there's a multiple gods, it's a too free much for. freedom. But well, liberals, liberals are exactly this. So, so <laughs> I, 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 I make this claim. I, look, the, a personal claim I have. And take it or leave it. People get very upset at me for saying it. Don't, don't get political. You're not supposed to get political. Honestly, to be honest, I think um, there's a lot to be said about Paul. I don't know why all of a sudden the Torah is not allowed to comment on the political situation. The reform rabbis are talking about politics all the time, but they're talking about they're, they're, they're on the opposite side. So I don't know why all of a sudden, if you're an Orthodox rabbi, you, you can't you can't express what you think the Torah wants for society. But if you look at what I think is today the modern culture, especially in Hollywood. Look at the emphasis, look at the kind of sexual freedom they're giving us. Now, like, put aside the question of the legal just, aspect. Just watch of, TV. Just if you watch yeah, TV. The, the idea... Is, the whole thing comes out of gender inequality. Yes, yes, equality, all, equality, so so the culture... This is, as, this, as, is, this is... So as you can see, the culture is... A, a, now this time, the culture is more zero God instead of two God. Right? So it looks a little different. But is it really any different? I mean, the same focus on sexual freedom to, because it's self-worship, right? So you do whatever you want. The same with self-worship, self-worship is there. And the same lack of morals, the same backwards morality. Another proof is that, is that Israel is worse than, than the Palestinians. I mean, like, come on. The, the fact that they have morality backwards, it shows that people are, it's, it's purely people promoting their own agendas rather than actually... Yeah, because if you accept... What I accept, then I'm not the only one. Right. What I said is right. It's always. But I think there's a lot to be said. I think I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that Abu Dazara never died. Because if Abu Dazara is part of the human condition, it's part of us. It's something. It just, it's 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 it a, just changed the way that it changes the way it looks based on the societal norms. Yes. But does it actually change? It doesn't change. And I say this all the time. People people think uh, this is like one of my, my main divrei Torah, but it's something I find it's so important for people to know because then you look at the world around you and you you can actually understand what's going on. You don't if you don't understand that the Torah is is killing us fifty one times. Don't do Abu Dazara, and and you just think that the Abu Dazara is something that doesn't exist anymore. Then you, what is the point? Well, you, this whole book is meaningless to you, and you you miss the whole point of the Torah. The Torah is supposed to train you in every generation. Yeah, it's supposed to train you to see societal trends and to see the norms and to see and to get a better understanding of yourself, so that you understand where the pitfalls are, and then all of a sudden, you miss the most important thing, which is what is Abu Dazara today. Where is Abu Dazara today? So in my opinion, if you want to find Abu Dazara today, you look at any place in which a person worship, worships himself. So for example, I think a whole a lot of, in, in my opinion, Marxism, mm-hmm. what, what's the promise of Marxism? It's a, it's a utopia. Free, it's, free. We will take from a rich person who worked hard, we'll give it to you. Now that person, forget about him. You deserve his money. You deserve the guy's money. Now, that's everybody's dream. I get to take somebody else's money without having... Without working. Without without working. So, so... I mean, the, the morale, it's, it's morally bankrupt. It's completely disgusting. It's a disgusting it's thing. A theft. To, it's, it's, it's pure theft. It's, th- it's theft with guns. Somebody went worked all his life. Maybe his father worked and his grandfather worked all their life and then you have to go and take it like this. Right, exactly. Give it to somebody so, else. So, so that's... Uh, yeah. Um, so I think that's also part of an Abu Dazara mentality of the individual gets to do whatever he wants. It's a kochiv There is no moral code. And and God and there's no God to, to determine that that's theft. So you just give people what they want. And then you also have the Neviyeh Sheker. Mm-hmm. 
the the Nevi'a Sheker are the politicians. That's my in my in the metaphor. You have the Nevi'a Sheker, the the lying the lying Nevi'im are the politicians who promise people the, the utopia, yes. and you have the people the the, the, the miskenim who buy into the utopia. Because they buy in election after election now, after election now, for forty years, and now the beauty of it, so much corruption. And the beauty of it, so much corruption. Now, now listen to this. Now listen to this. Why was Abu Dazara so attractive back then? Why does the Torah have to keep telling us over and over, don't do Abu Dazara? And why is it that when we go into Israel, we do Abu Dazara? Why is it that we cannot control our desire for Abu Dazara? Because it's much easier to take what you want out of this world than to be obedient to a moral code that may not work in your favor. Oh. That's the chidush behind it. So now, it's, huge. it's a big chidush. So now you look many at times now, not on your favor. now you look many at the, now you look at the modern day today, and you'll see why people who let's say people in my opinion that are more on the right why they have an uphill battle because one side is promising people we will give you whatever what you want just vote for us and we'll give you what you want we'll we'll make that utopia for you, right. but then the other side is saying. Sorry, you have to live by the codes of of of, of law, and you can't steal from other we're people. We're not playing the, uh, the the same game. We're playing it, a, it, it's a fair we, game against the non-fair. Exactly, game. the people they get to offer people what they want. We have to tell people to to follow the Torah, which is easier. It's the reality. Exactly. I mean, we're we're definitely following the truth, but the question is: Do we are we going to win? Because it's 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 a much more uphill battle to to tell people and that they have to. the new generation, the children that are growing up now. That even instilled. Oh, they're they're fully brainwashed. No, it's very interesting because because the the the, you I really see that more than half the world looks and the news media looks at the at the news channel and accepts faith face value for what they are telling you and they're feeding us, you know. Garbage. Yeah. I think so. Anyways, anyways, and that's another. By the way, by the way, that's another reason the, the Marxist ideologies have caused the death of 120 million people, which is an absurd number. We we cry over six million Jews died between the Soviet Union and, and China. Soviet Union between 20 and 30 million people they killed, and in China between 80 and 100 million people were killed in order to make room for the communist ideology, and then. All of a sudden, America is going down that path itself. Venezuela is already down that. Why is it that nobody learns? It's because the the desire for Abu Dazara, the desire to to get wow. what you want in this world, to to take from the world, and and make yourself God at all costs. It's so powerful that people have collective amnesia when it comes to it. You know, so people that's really like an Abu Dazara. It's really Abu Dazara. It's a drug. In my opinion, it's a drug. in my opinion, it's a drug. in my opinion, it's a drug. all of these political. Mo- in my opinion, to be honest. There are only two ideologies. There is Avodat Hashem and there's everything else. Everything else is pretty much the same. Because it's always some kind of person getting what they want out of this world. Some kind of Avodah Zarah. Either it's atheism or, poly, or polytheism. And it all comes... To, it all at the end of the day, it just manifests itself in the person getting... Exactly. It's all the same thing that looks a little bit different. So if you really want to sum down ideology to its core, its basics, you only have two options. One is to serve God and live by a moral code and have one God determine who is king. Or the other option is you become king. You, you make yourself king. And that's why, by the way, a final chidush, what was the desire of, Adam, of Adam and Chava? Oh. This is a recent chidush I heard from my friend. Adam and Chava, what is this, how does a snake get them? He says, Vitem keluhim etovara. You'll be like gods. Knowing the difference between and, and that's a... a he sold it to them like it's this. It's a very, very deep, deep he human desire. It to them like this. It's a very huge that's idea. It's a huge... Cool. 
Exactly. It's a human desire to be God because we, we have that innate desire to, to be the arbiters of our own fate and be able to do whatever we want and have complete freedom to, to exert our will over the universe. That's how Adam and Chava fell because they were promised that they would be like, king, like, like gods. And that's, a, that's what we all do. Today, today the Abu Dazara societies create gods out of men or they create gods out of the individual yeah, and they let the individual yes, the, do whatever so he wants so at why, the cost why, of why, why did Akash agree and accept for B'nai Israel to get to appoint themselves kings when they entered the territory of Israel because I know it, wasn't it was more a matter of convenience because, because, kings, it, because it, was, it was a mistake yeah, it was a mistake it, 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 was, it, it, was, it was a mistake at the same time they had to walk around it was a mistake the Torah. they had to write the Torah constantly right, so, so, they couldn't have so much wealth there exactly. Was a, there was exactly. a lot of ruling. There was. was a, they were not. Uh, there was a mistake, but it was a necessary mistake also because if you look at Sefer Shofetim, by the way, if you look at, they changed the rules yeah. after the second, third. If, that's it. If you, I do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm the king. But if you look at Sefer Shofetim, if you look at this, the book of Shofetim, there was a problem in Am Israel that the tribes, when they were all by themselves. They lacked the ability to actually defend themselves. So they needed to. They be, needed a unified oh, thing. We learned it in a pasha a few, a few weeks ago. Moshe Rabbeinu specifically he put a uh, yeah. right maybe but, but they needed ability they needed one ruler to un- unify the entire army and defend themselves because the, the reason Shofetim is such a problem is because the Jews had no leadership yeah. so they did need leadership so the Torah's way of leadership is you give a king but you make darn sure he realizes that he's under God that he's not he's not God himself which is a very big pitfall very easy for yeah, of all king, people for a king, king to believe the king he's had God. to be humble in front of a shell. Yeah.